You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. It's episode 328 of Bride Chiller. I'm Alicia, and I am delighted to welcome you to the Bride Chiller Wedding Planning Podcast. Today, I am talking about one of my favorite topics. It's where a lot of my money goes, our money, and it's a passion of mine, travel and honeymooning, getting away on your vacay. Now, of course, your idea of a dream honeymoon or holiday might be very different to mine, and I think it's exciting that you're working on planning your wedding and then allowing yourself the extension of the dream to then go away and do something that's memorable and significant. And again, your memorable and significant may be different from mine. For example, the idea of being stuck on a cruise ship with 2,000 other people really horrifies me, but a lot of people love it. And I respect you for that. Side note, I think a cruise ship would be really good for the apocalypse. Somewhere to go with a lot of food. You'd have to kick a lot of people off, but you could start... Look, I've thought about this a lot. I'm being sidetracked. I'm so sorry. I haven't talked about the apocalypse for a little while on the Bride Chiller podcast. It's a passion of mine. I love dystopia. Not now, Alicia. Not now. sound like a complete lunatic. Today's guests, Christian and Annabelle. Uh, fellow podcasters and Annabelle runs Evergreen Lane Productions, which she's going to tell us lots more about in the interview, but she runs a great business that's all about how to get all of your memories, stuff in your phone, in your phone, that we often don't do anything with. It just stays there. She is a very clever editor and producer who you can basically send all of your amazing memories to her and she'll package them up in a way into a lovely little film or a big film depending on how much stuff you have. When it comes to travel, they are very committed to the cause. And actually, 13 months ago, packed up their whole lives. They bought an RV, a van, you'll hear about it. And they have driven thousands of miles across 30 states through 20 national parks. This was their honeymoon. They didn't go on a one-week all-inclusive. They packed up their lives and hit the road, and it really excited me. And uh, I really wanted to get them on the show to talk about travel and also hopefully to pique our interest a little bit to maybe step out of the box when it comes to thinking of a very, I don't know, not formulaic, I don't want to be a dick, but to say maybe there are other things you can do to extend the holiday, to really look at what travel means, especially if you haven't done much travel before. And I just really enjoyed chatting to them. They're my sort of people. They've got great stories to tell and a really good ethos when it comes to learning more about the world and making your money, oh, making your money really stretch. When it comes to travel, because we all want to go on holidays more. And if you don't, well, good. You're enjoying life at home. That's great as well. I love holidays. Oh, good. The creepy whispering's back. (laughs) All right. Now I'm going to throw to myself doing the interview. You know, I mean, we're all, we've all been there before. You get what I mean. I'm introing the interview. Good. Annabelle and Christian are here from Evergreen Lane and uh, we will talk all about the business, who they are, what they're doing and uh, how we can help you document your travels. Welcome you guys. Thank hello, you so much hello. for having us. <laughs> 
thank you so much for being on board. You are a partnership. You're also a bride chiller vendor, which is very exciting. You were one of the first yes. vendors to sign up for our directory. So a big, a big round of applause <laughs> without deafening our listeners. Yay. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> Tell me about who you guys are as a couple and also how you got started in business and what, why travel is such a huge passion for you both. Sure. Well, my travel bug goes back to my childhood. I have been traveling with my family since I was very little, and it was just kind of an essential, natural part of my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, when Christian and I met, we actually met online um, on a dating app. And when we met, we kind of connected over our mutual love of travel. I was actually in Istanbul in like a an airport lounge when I matched with him. Yeah, really. Is, is this like the a, not a better travel story? Oh, right. He was waiting in an airport lounge and then we matched and then we started talking. Fantastic. Yeah, she was on her, on her way back to the U.S. Yeah. from um, To me, obviously. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Of I was course. like, I need to go, I need to go meet in my dreams now time right. to go home oh my gosh um and uh so i was jet lagged on our first date made a very poor showing but he uh <laughs> chose to see me again which was great <laughs> i thought the whole time she was not interested because she was not making eye contact she had like very kind of like low energy <laughs> she, she was just time zone <laughs> yeah, we met it. We met at like three thirty in the afternoon, which I think was like one thirty in the morning yeah. Istanbul time. So I was just a bit of a mess. But anyway, basically, since the beginning of our relationship, we've been traveling together. Uh, Christian travels a lot for his work, and because I was working remotely, uh, oftentimes I would accompany him. Um, we qualified for the Southwest Companion Pass like pretty early on in our relationship. And and the, the Southwest Companion Pass basically is buy one, get one free. Right. So anytime Fantastic. I would have a ticket, whether it was something I purchased or whether it was something the company purchased, she would be able to essentially latch onto my um, itinerary. Yeah. So we took very much advantage of that. <laughs> Um, who doesn't like free travel exactly we were like where can can we go where can we go um and so we were probably traveling together monthly at least yeah for the first year for the first year and then we we up leveled and now we travel full time uh we bought an rv and renovated it and then (laughs) hit the road in april of last year yeah so we've been on the road for about 13 months now uh, just traveling around the U.S. and uh, trying to see as much as we can see. This thrills me to no end because I think, um, <laughs> you know, it's truly, a fr- I think, a freeing opportunity for anyone to be able to do exactly what you're doing. And the actual, the idea of exploring, not knowing, well, I, mean, I know you guys plan what you're doing, but actually having the opportunity to say, w- we are going to move on to a different place and experience a different community and a different vibe. It's so exciting and for a lot of people they'll go oh my gosh I've got to leave all my stuff and I don't know what to do but (laughs) but you know I think once you unpack that and move on from it 
it's so freaking exciting. And w- when we connected, I was yeah. just like, oh my gosh, this is a great topic to talk about <laughs> on the show. As well as not necessarily, we're not saying to all the bride chillers and grim chillers, you got to pack up and go for four or five years. But I also think it's a really good topic to talk about when it comes to honeymoons and the idea that this vibe in the wedding industry that everyone has to book a two week luxury resort holiday <laughs> and they spend all their money on doing that. And I am such a big advocate of saying, hey, take that money and make extend it and go somewhere that's not giving five grand of your money to a very upmarket resort that you don't actually ever Mm. go and see anything outside of where you're going. I'm not saying you don't relax and go to a beach, but there are so many other opportunities when it comes to travel and adventure and opening your eyes to other communities and ways of living. So I'm so happy that we get to talk about this because I know you've done a hell of a lot of travel. Let's talk about when you decided to pack up and and hit the road. Tell me about possessions and all that sort of stuff because I know that's what people are probably thinking. Where's all your stuff? How did you do that? Well, it was a little bit different for us because we were at the same time that we were planning this road trip, we also consolidated households. You know, she she was um, living on her own and I was living on my own. And we decided, hey, let's go on this road trip. This is really cool. And we ended up selling most of Annabelle's stuff. Yep. I have uh, like a three bedroom house in Denver that was happened to be about two miles away from where she was mm-hmm. living. Annabelle sold most of her stuff. And then eventually we decided we were going to do an Airbnb and we were like, man, we should have sold all that. (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) but also we downsized quite a bit, even though we were consolidating households, even though we were still doing like doing a furnished Airbnb, we still consolidated and downsized a ton of things. I mean, our our yeah. accountant was like, "How much did you did you uh, donate?" Oh, yeah, <laughs> and we were like, "How much can we get away with?" Deducting? Yeah, and, and we're like, <laughs> um, "How much can we get away with putting down our taxes without getting audited?" Because we donated a, a, a ton of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and and it was so freeing. Yeah. yeah, you know, it was like, why am I holding on to all of this crap? Mm-hmm. Like for years and years, every move I would take these boxes. Mm. And I think Annabelle was the same way. You take them with you and never look at yep. them. And it's like, why? Uh, that was one of the things that we did is to just say, you know what? We don't need any of this. I mean, we downsized two complete households into one RV. We have, we do have a small uh, storage area back in Denver where we kept a few boxes of like sentimental things. Overall, everything that we use and love is in our RV. And out of all that stuff that we got rid of, that we downsized, I can count on one hand. For the most part, we don't miss our stuff at all. Yeah, you know, we have a a one in one out Ooh. policy in the yeah, RV. I was about to say that. <laughs> That's a good policy because uh, it just get it gets cluttered in here so fast. You know, in this tiny space, and so you know, if we if we want to go shopping for something, or if we you know if we buy something, it's to replace something we have, and yeah, that's been worked really well for us so far. Yeah. I mean, that's out of necessity, yeah. mostly because we don't have yeah. physical space for it. But I think that's a good policy to have in general. I mean, we're not going to stay in the RV for forever. That was never the plan. But uh, I think we'll take that policy yeah. with us. You know, when we when we move into wherever we move into. Tell me a little bit about married life in the RV. You're both working. How, how does your work, Christian, work from the road? How, or is it is it you doing the business now? Is that is that how it's all happening? I'm actually a, a corporate dude. <laughs> um, I, I work in a consulting firm, and I, I 
I'd started uh, working remotely way back in like 2010. Uh, I wanted to get an MBA and I, I told my boss, I was like, look, because uh, I was going at that point, I was going uh-huh. into an office every day. And I was like, hey, uh, this is something that I've been dreaming of doing my entire life. And I'm going to go and get my MBA. So I'm I'm probably going to quit. I want to give you a heads up, <laughs> boss. And he was like, uh, I don't want you to do that. And we work in a consulting firm and all of your clients are out of state. So why don't you just right. work remotely? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, that works. <laughs> so, instead of so many that- modern businesses should be encouraging this. And I actually say, um, you know, we were, Rich and I were talking about this this the other night, and just sort of saying, it, you know, it's obviously the future of a lot of the workforce is being in the mindset of trusting your employees. But also, I know as someone that's done a lot of freelance and at home work that I work a fuck ton harder at work. So I'm really paranoid that I think I'm not working. <laughs> so I'm always just like, get it done, get it done. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also because we're so tied to the internet, it's like, you're always kind of on, which is, you know, a a separate podcast show in and of itself, but you have to have boundaries at at all times. Yeah. So we kind of have to plan our route, um, based on where we know we'll get cell coverage, um, and kind of, you know, we do have to balance the hours that we have to be on or accessible to um clients and then the hours that we can be Mm. off and inaccessible and playing yeah playing um but we've been pretty good about having those conversations with each other and just like making sure you know we check in hey what's your schedule today what calls do you have what you know especially since we're in this small space if both of us are on a call at the same time like we have to kind of do some juggling of of sure. space, physical yeah. space, yeah. <laughs> to, to one of us, one of us takes a call from the bedroom, <laughs> yeah. which is like five feet away. But yeah, <laughs> usually, usually it's the person who's not on video chat uh, goes to the bedroom, and the person who's on video stays in the in the living room. And it room. sounds like we're in some sort of call center. <laughs> but, like, what's, who's that talking in the background? It's my, to all my other colleagues. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Right, exactly. You know, sometimes it's discouraging because we think like, oh, man, like last week we were just at Big Bend National Park, which is um, right on the border of Texas and Mexico. And it's like 70 miles away from the nearest town. And And 70 miles away from reception. Yeah. So we were staying in this town that was 70 miles away and then driving in um, to the park, you know, after work or whatever. And you know, sometimes it's it's easy to be like, man, I wish we could be in here camping. I wish we could be doing more hiking or whatever. But really, like, we wouldn't have even seen this national park if we hadn't been traveling. So, you know, there's like the the balance of yeah, it's a trade off of trade off. Yeah. yeah, of like, okay, these these jobs are allowing us to have this amazing experience, and so yeah, maybe we can't like be off grid for weeks at a time, but we're seeing so much more than if we had just stayed home. So it's worth it to us. I think this idea of longer term travel, and I know people listening might be going, I can't just give up my job and take off for six months and get an RV. And and I totally 
relate to that, but I also think that it's really nice. And this is why it appealed to me so much to have you guys on the show is that I think traveling together is such a great relationship builder. And also Rich and I love to tell this sort of story when we first met and we met, we met on Facebook and I was living in Australia and he was living in the United Kingdom. And I, after like three months of chatting online and on Skype, I bought a ticket and met him at Heathrow airport for the first time. And yeah, I probably, we should probably talk about this more. And then we just said, we're going to give it a month. We're going to go for a bit of a travel. We'll hire a car in France and then we'll suss out. And we didn't want to put pressure on the relationship Mm -hmm. and just sort of say, you know, but the thing is traveling together for that long, um, just in a very short space of time without knowing, you know, each other, intimately on so many mm-hmm. levels. And then the the sort of real turning point in our relationship was that maybe the second or third last day, I knew I had to go back to Australia because I had a job waiting for me. And I turned to him and in a very romantic way, I said, you know what? You don't shit me. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> you don't shit me either. And we, and that's not very like, it doesn't sound very romantic, but for me it was to go spending time with someone in a close confined space 24 seven for three or four weeks and, and really deciding if that we could, you know, and it doesn't, this really doesn't sound romantic, but to say, tolerate each other's oddities and weirdness and actually enjoy it totally was such a huge moment. And even in our, our sort of vows, we talked about this when we got hitched and, and I, it's one of those things that I think can really make a relationship, but also take your relationship to another level. And for us, mm-hmm. I, I adore Rich and I know he adores me. He's in the background. <laughs> travel for us is something that I think just every time we go away and we have an experience, our relationship grows stronger and we have more stupid in-jokes to refer back to that yeah. no one else gets. You you got hitched last year. Uh, how, how do you think the travel mm-hmm. has helped, hindered, improved, matured your relationship? That was a guiding question, by the way, which is not very professional. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, we were just talking about this yesterday on our on our drive. Yesterday was a road road trip day. And, uh, you know, I was like, travel has a way of like bringing up all your shit. Mm. Um, cause you have to, you're not in your routine anymore. You know, you're like, even if you're having a good time, you're dealing with like unfamiliar places and maybe, uh, unexpected surprises or changes or like trying to navigate where you are and trying to figure out what you can eat because right. there's not a where grocery the grocery store. store is or where the gas station is. You know, there's just like so many moving pieces and that, that when you're at home, those things are already settled, you know, they're already. And so you're kind of like when you're traveling, it's, I don't want to say it's high stress because it's not, you're like on vacation, but it, it has a way of like bringing these things, you know, my, my inability to deal with change for example, is like one thing that like when we would be traveling and suddenly our itinerary would change and I would have like a minor meltdown, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to be on board with this. Just give me 10 minutes, you know? Mm. And so it was kind of like a way for us to see like, okay, how do we deal with stress? How do we deal with surprises? Um, And it was also kind of like a small, um, a testing ground for us to start budgeting together. Um, So we would back when, I mean, our finances were separate, we were living separate, but we would take these trips together and we'd 
it'd, it'd be like we'd practice budgeting together, you know, and so we'd set up a spreadsheet and we'd make our little budget and um, what each of us were contributing and what we wanted to spend on our trip. And that was really good practice for us so that when we eventually did combine finances, we had kind of an idea of how each of us spent money. And and then on top of that, you're building this um library of memories that you know christian and i look at each other all the time and say we're going to be talking about this for the rest of (laughs) our lives yeah and and so it's just it's like a trifecta or i don't know it there's just so many wonderful things about it and it can be difficult sometimes but you're right it does kind of like make you realize okay what can i tolerate (laughs) um and i think if you if you can travel together like you know, we can do anything. We're, we're in it. Yeah. We can live in this RV. We can, we can do anything. <laughs> do you, and, and I think budgeting, going back to that as well and, and looking at this. And, and again, if, whether you're saying maybe you are looking at your honeymoon right now, cause I mean, that's something I think a lot of people are possibly considering for their next trip. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's just going back to that thing I was saying earlier on, it seems to be, and it works very well for the travel industry to sort of hoodwinking people into thinking they need to go to a resort and just to sit and do nothing and drink cocktails. And I'm not dissing mm-hmm. that. I mean, I love a bit of a sip, but then I get really bored after three and a half minutes. I'm like, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> but that's just me. But the idea to extend the, 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 the travel plans and to actually take a bit of a leap and go and really explore another place and spend time together for a longer period of time. And also, you know, stretch a budget, make sure that you both figure out what, what travel means to you. Cause I think that's also something you keep coming back to of, of the importance of, of what these trips mean to you as a couple but also individually Mm -hmm. and but bringing that together how do you decide where you want to go how much money you're going to spend uh what's next on the list what's important to both of you do you have a bit of a brainstorm together does one of you pitch something do you sit down with a map how does it all work well i think the first time that we started traveling together we started uh like just a checklist of places and things that we wanted to mm. see. And so we just, you know, had this conversation at one point and then we just wrote it down literally on this app that we use now for groceries. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we, but we use, uh, we use that app. It's like a checklist app. You know, you just write something down. And so we were like, we want to visit this place and this place and this other place and this place. And so we just threw all of that together. And then when we were, you know, we, we were still living in Denver not in our RV, we would just kind of pick a place that was in the vicinity. Um, If like, for example, if my work took me to New York, we're like, well, let's go to New York. And then also we'll take a longer weekend and then go down to Washington, DC, because, you know, that's only a a few hours Mm. drive. Um, And so we essentially, we would just kind of tack on uh, the back end, um, a trip to DC or, or wherever you know, something like something similar to that. And, um, it's, it's funny that you mentioned the, um, people, um, doing their honeymoons or think planning their honeymoons, because when we got married, we were already on, uh, like month six (laughs) of our RV travel. And, and we were like, we looked at each other and we were like, so (laughs) do we want to do like a honeymoon (laughs) or, 
and we were like, well, I mean, I guess we should maybe stay a couple days. We we got married in Belize, and so we were like, well, maybe we should stay a couple <laughs> days and do something like that. But we really want to go back to the RV because you know that was like the focus of right. of um, yeah. our time. So we were like, eh, we could do the honeymoon later. It's we're just like maybe one year anniversary trip or like a yeah, you know, a, uh, like a. You know what? Just the, whenever what we... the what the travel industry would would consider or deem sure. a proper honeymoon, but we were like, mm, we're already incorporating travel so much into our lives mm-hmm. that like leaving that would mean we would stop traveling the yeah. way we've been traveling. Right. So we were like, let's just you know do a couple days extra in Belize and then just come back home to our RV and then continue our travels that way yeah you know we've we've incorporated travel into our lives such that it's not an extra cost it is just a cost Mm -hmm. of living this is just how we live right we um we do a lot of like travel hacking in terms of like uh credit card points and we we have uh do not encourage credit card debt of course but we use credit cards to get points um, for our travels and things, you know, we have, a we have cards that give us, you know, multiples of points on travel. And so even like the campgrounds that we stay in, um, get, get, three, uh, three, three, three X points. points. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we, a lot of, a lot of times we use points for airfare. Um, I think because of qualifying for the companion pass, the Southwest companion pass and building up our, our miles, there with like the bonus and stuff from our credit card we haven't paid for flights in In like two years two years at least on south like within domestically within the u.s and we also flew southwest to our wedding in belize and so that was free too that was free too so and we also paid for our officiant and his wife oh yeah that's right with points with points to to come come down with us on southwest they're they're good friends of ours and we were like will you be (laughs) our officiant and they were like, yes. Here's yes, some sir. Southwest points. That's Here's some Southwest points. Got you. Uh, yeah. So it was, um, yeah. So I think we were fortunate in that, like, our travel styles are very similar. Like, the things we like to do, for the most part, I would say are similar. But it's really just, like, having the conversation, the expectation. Like, most of the time, for example, like you said, I'm I'm not a lay on the beach kind of person but there was one vacation we went on recently where I really had in my mind I was like I'm exhausted I really just need to veg on this trip I need to just relax and we ended up doing something touristy (laughs) almost every day of the trip and by the end of the trip I was just like I'm exhausted (laughs) I want to just lay in the sun and you know it was just a matter of like we didn't really communicate well about what our goals were for the trip and so by the end of it I was like this was not the vacation I wanted but it was just because we hadn't talked about it you know and so just because we've traveled one way one time doesn't mean that it's going to be the same kind of trip the next time and so just like we talk about everything and just make sure that we're on the same page of like the kinds of things that we want to do right and as far as budgeting is concerned we have a spreadsheet because yeah. I think in spreadsheets <laughs> um, and I think it's it's very easy to visualize it. And then we both use the, you know, Google Sheets and we'll sit there in front of each other 
on our laptops and we'll go through and budget our food for the week or whatever. And usually, like, I like to go to museums. Right. Um, we actually got a reciprocal membership from our museum in Denver so that we could visit other museums around the U.S. as we traveled. And Christian is trying to visit as many <laughs> baseball stadiums as he can. And so there, those are things that, like, you know, we we travel pretty, like, low-key most of the time. But, you know, baseball tickets will splurge on or, like, right. one maybe one nice dinner usually. But having the RV means we cook at, we cook at home a lot, too. We don't eat out the whole time, right? which is a big suck of fun. Money saver, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I want to talk about what you do, Annabelle, but I want to mention that you have a podcast called Swept Together, which is gorgeous, and, and you do vlogs, and you really keep people up to date with this concept of travel and partnership, and you talk about relationships, and it's great. And I think, uh, you know, the RV community obviously is huge, and people wanting to live this lifestyle. So it's a really great resource, I think, for people to come and look at the realities of and listen to the realities of your of adventures, but also meaning to plan and exactly what we've been talking about today, the idea of really working together as a team and, and living in a small space, which can be challenging for some people. But if you know what you're doing, a lot easier. I would encourage people people to listen oh, yeah. and, and get involved. In the show blog today, we'll put links to all of the various things that you were doing because you're very active. I love you. you got a lot going on. You're like me, you're spinning <laughs> plates, fingers in pies. Yes, exactly. Multi-passionate, <laughs> as they say. And Annabelle, your business, obviously, we must talk about what yep. you do and, and why we're connecting in, in Bride Chiller with Evergreen Lane. Mm-hmm. You can work on the road because you're a freelance creative person. Tell us a little bit about the philosophy behind your business and, and, and what you can offer our lovely chillers. Of course. Yes. Yeah. So Evergreen Lane Productions, um, I, it's named after the street where I grew up as a kid and, uh, where I made my first video productions with my friends and the, the brand kind of birthed itself out of the fact that, um, so my dad, was the one who was really like the the travel man in our house and and I definitely took after him in that but he would always be the one to like pull over the rental car and take photos um you know every 100 meters like he was just all about capturing everything and he'd come home and make these albums and I think a lot of times we especially now with our smartphones we are constantly taking photos and videos um and we we come home and we put them on our computer uh-huh. and we never look at them again. We maybe post a photo to Instagram or we maybe post a photo to Facebook or whatever. Those photos and videos get kind of like lost in the ether of the cloud or whatever. <laughs> and uh, especially videos, I feel like, because photos, I think, are more accessible. People can print them out, hang them on their walls. Um, yeah. But video, like, what do you do with video? You know, I've obviously fallen in love with video as a medium you know, really like engages all your senses and has a an amazing way of like really capturing a place and taking being able to take you right back there. I was video at freelance video editing and I had a client come to me and say, Hey, I'm going on this vacation with my family and I really want a video. <laughs> and I was like, Well that sounds fantastic. She actually made it as a gift for her parents with a video of them with their grandkids on this uh, adventure and it was so fun that I was like, more people need this. You know, she was telling me that they were just watching it over and over and like crying because it was so like moving to them. And she was just treasuring 
that it, it's like a time capsule of that moment in your life. And I think, you know, the wedding is a beautiful day, but it's a day. It's just the beginning. And I think the honeymoon or like as you start to travel together, that's like the real life stuff. Like, you know, you're in a small space yeah. together, you're doing life together. And those are the memories that I think, to me at least, are are the really special ones. So that's kind of why I do what I do. Um, and so I have a package called the Juniper, which because I'm Evergreen Lane, <laughs> all my packages are named after trees of some kind. <laughs> and so the Juniper is my travel film package. And so basically I, I help couples learn how to use their their phone or their camera uh, to take video on their travels. And I'm very like anti-jargon, anti-fancy tech, unless that's your jam. If that's your jam, then like I'm all about it. But I want to help mm -hmm. people use what they already have. So they're not going to get like a long gear list of like, here's the 15 things you need to pack to take great <laughs> video. Like, no. And then basically they go out, they have an amazing vacation they take all the video that they like. And then when they come home, they'll have a Dropbox link waiting for them. And I'll take all their video footage and edit it together for them into a, you know, three to five minute vacation film of their adventure. I love it. And it's so right. You just really reminded me, one of my favorite comedians is Jim Gaffigan. And he does this piece about laptops how our laptops are just full of all our images and it, like when we were kids I, I'm a kid of the 80s so I'm probably a little bit older than everyone listening but I have yes. such fond memories and even going back to my grandfather's house a few years ago after he passed away and looking through all our physical family photo albums mm -hmm. and the smell of them and touching them and looking at them and thinking about how that was such a really big part of our family and my childhood was the these actual physical uh, photographs and memories and what they do, you know, it just really hits you with, yeah. with going back to that moment. And I sort of feel like with technology now, we've lost that moment. And as you said, we clog up all of our devices with stuff. And Jim Gaffigan does this thing about how we have just laptops full of things. And he says, this is my laptop from our Disney trip in 2004. And this is my laptop <laughs> with, our Dis with our European trip. Oh, it's also full because we don't do anything with it. And then also mm -hmm. you can go back and look at all your photos, but it, there's no order to it all. It's like, when right. was this? And it's like, it just disappears. So I think what you do is really great, especially for significant moments in your life and your relationship to actually collate it and not let it just sit on a shelf or sit on a laptop to be disappeared yeah. in a year's time and actually make something that you will go back and look at and enjoy and spark those memories. It's really, it's a really great business idea. You know, and, and I'll, I'll echo that because Annabelle was the one that taught me um, what to do because before it was like total amateur hour for he's, when I was the IT guys, so. right? I'm not, IT <laughs> guy. I'm not a creative at all. Right. And so what her package does and what her, you know, her education stuff does is to kind of teach people like me who don't know anything about taking video or what shots to take or how to sure. take them. I was taking them in, um, in portrait mode and Annabelle was like, no, take them in landscape. <laughs> oh my God. Don't you do the portrait, portrait mode? Exactly. Exactly. So I actually, there's a, a video she put together of our trip to Antarctica. I was the one that took all of the footage and man, did I take so much footage. Oh my gosh. I took like a thousand videos, literally videos. a thousand. Or I just plus. love that you guys just dropped our trip to Antarctica. I mean, that's just like, oh, 
It's just like going, oh, yeah, we just went down the road to Antarctica. <laughs> Shut right. up. That, that was my, uh, my 30th birthday. It was my seventh continent. And so it was a big bucket list trip for me. I literally had my phone and a selfie stick right. uh, with me the entire time. I was taking video. I, you know, I took video of her actually getting off of the Zodiac boat and stepping onto the continent for the first time. Wow. Um, you know, we took videos of penguins and whales and seals and oh my. all kinds. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, she made it very, you know, she her, her education uh, part of her package made it very easy for me to understand, like, what shots to take and how to take yep. them. And then I was able to just be like, here you go, babe. Here's a thousand videos. That- and he watched the video and he's... He's like, wow, I did that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, I'm so good. I can't believe it. I and should that, be in TV. That means I'm doing my job. <laughs> I think of editing editing this way as like somebody takes like a thousand piece puzzle, you know, yep. and just like dumps all the pieces out on the table. And it's like, here you go, put them together. And I'm like, all right. And I actually really enjoy it. I know a lot of people, a lot of people don't enjoy that part, but I really do. So I think it's a good a good fit. I hear over and over and over from clients that they just they watch their videos hundreds of times and just it just takes them right back to that moment. And I mean, it's for us watching our our Antarctica uh, video is like, oh my gosh, we were there, we did that. Mm. Um, it's just like really precious. Tell me a little bit about how long you plan to spend on the road, and then also how you think it will be adapting to a, what I'm doing air quotes that no one can see, normal life back in a house or an apartment <laughs> and going, oh, or do you just say you could do this for a long time? It's funny you mentioned that because we are going through this exact conversation, you know, the for the past few weeks because we, we had initially, we were like, well, let's do this for a year. Yeah. And now it's been 13 months right. since we left. It'll be 13 months actually to the day tomorrow yeah um and we're like okay now we're we're on our leg towards denver what do we do (laughs) and so we've actually decided well let's let's get an apartment and so we we're gonna sign a lease we found an apartment we like right Um, let's get an apartment but also we still have all of these campgrounds booked uh, in the winter time so we're gonna spend summer in denver because we absolutely love and adore denver in the summer i also happen to love it and adore it in the winter although my wife does not (laughs) love the cold so much it's a little chilly right yeah Yeah, and i'm filipino i'm the i'm the tropical one yeah Yeah. what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) he's also the he's also the snowboarder and so he, he he's like oh snow fun and i'm like oh man snow I want to sit inside with my uh, rum chata and my hot chocolate and just look out the window. And, you know, as we we kind of transition, we'll we'll be keeping the RV and and like Christian said, doing a couple of winter months uh, in the RV next season. Yeah. In the U.S., we're called snowbirds. Yeah, now, exactly. Because oh, we're wintering. World's, in- world's youngest snowbirds. One of the biggest things that this trip has taught me and I think both of us probably is that there are so many more possibilities for what life can look like than what we think, mm. and or what's been or what's know, been what's us. been told to yes. us about what yeah. life has to look like. The and kids and the white picket fence, yeah. right? The the house in the suburbs, and I think I was just kind of on a track where I was like, okay, like I'm doing this whole thing, and then 
I found the guy and then we're going to buy a house. And then even though I'm totally not, that's not my, like my personality, but it was just like, you're on the tracks. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you don't even realize you're on the tracks. And now it's like, okay, well, what would it look like if we travel for the winter and stay in Denver for the summer? What would it look like if we bought a house? What would it look like if we rented an apartment? What would it, you know, there's like all these different ways that life could look. Now I feel much less limited, much less constricted by, okay, it has to be this way or that way. And yeah. and none of the ways is wrong or right. It's yeah. just whatever works. Right. And, and really being able to look at what do I actually want out of life? And if what you want out of life is the house in the suburbs, like, go for it. That is, you know, that's not, it's not to like, you know, devalue that life choice. But I think sometimes we're kind of just automatically going through life. Right. And being on to define life. Right. For how you want to live it. And being on this road trip has been like, okay, like, obviously, we know travel and long term travel is something that's important to us. What does that look like going forward? And how can we continue doing that? You know, right now, we're kind of limited to the US time zones because of Christian having to be, you know, on phone calls, slash sometimes flying to client sites. But, you know, we've talked about maybe we would do like a year traveling around the world or maybe some time in another country. Like, we just don't know. Um, And I think it's a fun place to be. As a recovering, like, planaholic, (laughs) it's it's a little little nerve-wracking. Because I like having a plan, but also it's really liberating to be like, okay, I can make life look however I want it to. And we, since we started our trip, we've had several friends that have bought their own RVs and started their own trips. And we've had several friends who've, you know, talked to their work about doing a month of remote work so that they could work from Hawaii. I had a friend do that. Um, and her husband got permission from his job to work remotely for a month so that they could go, you know, travel. And so there's like so many different options if you're willing to do a little bit of work to uncover them. Do you think, I mean, I'm I'm so, you've summed this whole episode up perfectly. And I just want to finish by saying, I think as a partnership, part of it is egging each other on to dream and to really be able to put stuff out there and say, what if we did pack up and go away? Or what if we just quit our jobs? Or what if we, instead of putting that house deposit down, what if we halved that and we used half of it to go and live in Spain for a year or whatever? Sometimes it's empowering and freeing to just sit with your partner and go, what if and then to actually go, oh, I was actually thinking the same thing or I'd never thought of that. Let's give it a crack. So it's yeah. exciting. And and just because you get hitched and you've got part, through that part of your life doesn't mean that it has to stop and you have to settle down or you can't have adventures as well. So I think you're amazing yeah. and I love what you're doing and sharing memories, remembering things and, and just sending lovely videos around to your family and friends and going, look at this amazing time we've had. You should do it too. Yes. It's a way of, uh, if you do like a honey fund or something like that for yeah. your for your registry, it's a way of being like, here's what you contributed to this amazing experience. Yes, that's so. a great thing. Thank you so much for having us on. 
I just love you and what you're doing oh, uh, with Bride Chiller. You guys rock and go to thebridechiller.com, the latest blog post today. Hopefully we can get a little bit of a blog from you sharing a little bit about your life on the road and also some of the videos that you've produced for yourself and uh, and your other clients and, and learn a little bit more because I know a lot of our listeners today will want to jump on that blog and nosy into your life on the road and see some of the places because <laughs> you have traveled a lot and I think we haven't even covered some of the places you've been but just yeah giving a little bit of um wonderlust for our listeners and also inspiring them and I genuinely would love to get you back on to talk about travel hacking because I think that's something a lot of people may not have explored or realized how darn easy it is once you get into that mindset and how much you can really achieve if you know what to do so please let's book in another time absolutely let's do it where can people find you, get to the services, as well as finding you, obviously, on the Bride Chiller directory? And I know you've got yes. a couple of downloads and stuff. So if you want to promote, go for it. Sure. So uh, you can. my website is evergreenlaneproductions.com. And I have a free five-day uh, course on taking video on your travels. So it's a quick jump start. Uh, you can find that clicking on the homepage or it's evergreenlaneproductions.com slash free travel course. Um, there's dashes in there, free dash travel dash course. Great. Um, and uh, you can find me on Instagram. That's basically where I hang out on social media. Aside from the Bride Chilla community <laughs> uh, on Facebook, I'm uh, at evergreen underscore lane on Instagram. So that's where my party is online. <laughs> it is a great party and you've uh, got a lot of very drooly travel, drooly in a good way, not weirdly, uh, <laughs> travel photos. <laughs> I look forward to having you back again soon. And of course, happy days. If you're a fan, or at least if you enjoy the Bride Chiller podcast, and I am pretty sure you are going to enjoy my books that I wrote myself, The Bride Chiller Survival Guide and The Bride Chiller Field Guide. They are based on this here very podcast. All of the information that I've acquired over the past four years of producing this podcast, I have put in the book. It's bullshit free. It's fun. It's bright and colorful. It is for everyone getting married. We don't just say brides and grooms. It's just for everyone. Why am I so angry? I don't know what's going on. It's probably just PMS. I am really happy that this book is out on the market. We have independently published it and we are delighted to be sharing it with the Bridechiller audience. To grab your copy, visit bridechillerstore.com. And I thank you very much for your support. The Bridechiller Podcast, empowering you to kick wedding planning ass every day.